You're listening to Wall of WWE, a WWE podcast. Hey everyone, you're listening to Wall of WWE, a WWE podcast. Throwback Thursday for December 31st. Today, nah, not a lot happened. Obviously, it's New Year's Eve, so happy New Year's Eve to everybody listening. I'm joined by my co-host today. What's up, guys? It's Dan. And we are celebrating New Year's Eve tonight. I'm staying in because there's really nothing to do. I might watch the ball drop because, you know, I like doing that every year. What are your plans? It really doesn't like watching the ball drop. It's just a really cool moment to see every year. Yeah, and the music, it makes you emotional. And like, but the sad part is, you know, it's probably not going to be like a big thing like there is every year because of COVID. Yeah, I, yeah. I know they're like doing performance and stuff. And like, I like to watch Earthview or Earthcam and they show like, live feeds of like places in the world and they've been setting up stages and stuff so i don't know what is going to happen tonight but this year will certainly be a different year like past and this one will certainly be interesting i recommend speaking of years of show on netflix as a documentary excuse me it's a documentary and it's i think it's called something about like 2020 and it's all these comedians and they're talking about everything that happened in 2020 and mm-hmm. it's pretty funny but yeah we're saying goodbye 2020 hopefully 2021 i know <laughs> It was a terrible year. I, I personally... We lost Kobe Bryant. We lost, we lost, we lost a lot of friends. Yeah. Brody Lee recently. Pat Patterson. A, a lot of guys. Yeah. The Warrior Animal. I think Kamala. We lost a lot. Yeah. It's yeah. sad. Um, but next year, we're all hoping and praying for a better year. You know? I really want this COVID ship to end. Yeah. It, it's not fun. And it, it's a scary time, but we all will get through it. There's been a lot of scary times in the world and, you know... Everyone's well, got it's through. actually kind of funny because at a time like before this, people were like, "Ugh, I would do anything. I would do anything just to stay home." Mm-hmm. And now everybody's just like, "Oh my god, I need to get out of this house." <laughs> you know? See, I'm like Cartman. I'm happy to be home still. <laughs> and South Park, there's the. Did you get? Did you watch the pandemic episode? I did not. Okay, no. so that that's why you didn't get the joke. So in the pandemic episode, Cartman is like so happy oh, that Oh, you mean South Park. Yes, I did watch that. Yeah, so that's why I said I'm like I'm like Cartman yeah, because I'm still happy. Yep. And I'm a he gave me the good idea to freeze while I'm like working with the kids. But I also love the part where, like, you have, I think it's Kenny's mom. She goes, fuck you. And, like, it's just, like, I love that, man. She's so scummy. She's, like, my favorite person on this show. Um, I mean, there's a lot of good characters on that show. I like, um, I have a couple. What's the name? Mr. Um, Garrison. Mr. Hia. I like um, him. Mr. Hat. Mr. Hat. And Ray then I. Tartler, class. Ray Tartler. <laughs> yeah, and then I also like um the. Th- is he the therapist? Uh, the therapist is Mr. Mac Youngkai. Yeah, Youngkai. <laughs> I love him. Youngkai. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. And I yeah. told you if we didn't make it back in time for Christmas, I was gonna whoop your ass, didn't I? Now you're gonna get it, motherfucker. <laughs> Okay. Carmen, I love Carmen. Carmen's funny. Yeah. D- I remember they actually did a wrestling episode. Oh, oh, I don't remember when, but they did a wrestling episode a long time ago. And I was actually mad because when they had Vince on there, it wasn't his actual voice. I'm like, 
Oh, you gotta be fucking Oh, that would be me. funny if it was That would be gold if it was actually Vince's voice. I know that, that awesome. re-watching the Raws that I'm watching now, there's a group called the Oddities, and they're, like, really weird. And they come out with a lot of, like, Cartman stuff. Like, there's a guy, he has a big Cartman blow-up doll. Um, so yeah, they, I think they were probably doing like a partnership back in the day, but speaking of back in the day, you're tuning into throwback Thursday. Thank you for listening to us. So new year's Eve didn't really call for a lot of important events. Nobody was born on this date. Nobody passed away on this date, which is a good thing. Yes. It well, it's a good thing that nobody died, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, also that nobody was born because they're not dealing with this hellhole in the world right Very now. Very true. Right. Very true. But um, there's a couple of raw episodes that happened, but nothing really special. So we're switching things up this week, and we are going to be talking about our favorite matches of all time. Now, this will be a series that we will do every week on Throwback Thursday. But this is series number one. So we have five matches each that we picked out that we recommend you going on the WWE Network right away and watching. Why don't you go first, Dan? All right. Um, well, like this is nowhere near in order of anything. This yep. is just like, you know, great matches to go back and watch. Yeah, um, me too. Yep. Uh, one match I would certainly recommend going back and watching is um, CM Punk versus John Cena, Money in the Bank 2011. Yeah, that was a good one. I mean, because at the time, you know, you had CM Punk cutting his pipe bomb promo, which was famous. Mm-hmm. During the fact that no one ever did it before. Uh, and, you know, you had, and you had uh, Vince having Cena fight for him, and then it was just really awesome to see because everyone was like, if Punk loses, we ride. Because, mm. you know, everybody was really hating on Cena at the time. And yeah. They still kind of are. I mean, less now than they used to, but they still kind of did at the time. And the moment you see CM Punk blow that kiss to Vince walking mm-hmm. out of the company with his championship, it's just real, man. It was just... I was literally watch. just gonna say i was like i didn't i was like i didn't want to say much but like that kiss at the end so yeah it's that that's very good hold, hold on man. i gotta go do something real quick yep so for me my i'll go and start telling my favorite matches so i really enjoyed uh from the royal rumble 2019 becky lynch versus oscar i thought that they had a really good match because they had a lot of good chemistry together. There was a lot of back and forth action. It was the first time that two women kind of. Oh, you're good. Okay, awesome. No, I was just starting to tell them. You're fine, man. I was starting to tell them about my matches, but let's go back to you because mine can wait. Okay. Uh, let's see. I was talking about the about the blow with CM Punk blowing the kiss to Vince. Yep. Yep. It was signaled. Screw you, Vince. I hate this company. I'm out. Mm-hmm. But the. But unfortunately, the payoff was what stunk because you had John the next night, John Cena winning the championship mm-hmm. or whatever in the uh, tournament where they took the belt away from Rey Mysterio, which unfortunately sucked. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the actual match, which yes. was really good at the time. Yeah, I, I didn't see it live, but I remember because everyone talked about how good it was. 
I remember um, watching it a lot. So, well, not a lot, but I remember watching it like a couple of times after, you know, that seeing it. That match was what I believe kicked off the summer of CM Punk. Yeah, I thought um, I thought he did really good. So I was I was um happy to see that as well. So that's a good pick. So what's your next match? My next match. That would be Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 10 for two Intercontinental Championships. Ooh, that sounds good. It was the first ladder match, not the first ladder match in WWE history, but it was the first one at WrestleMania to ever happen. Just the iconic moment of seeing Shawn Michaels jump off the ladder on top of Razor Ramon was so... Yeah, real. It was really cool to see. Like he defined gravity in that match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I thought that was a good match, and I like the storytelling of it. Um, it wasn't the first ladder match, but it was the first one that most everybody saw. So it was good. I really liked, you know, the time when he jumped off the ladder, and hit the ending was kind of perfect because. Razor Ramon at the top of the ladder holding both Intercontinental Championships. Exactly, yeah. I that that was a good moment for me too. That was a good match. What's your next one? Well, I would definitely have to say Edge versus Undertaker at WrestleMania twenty four. Mm, that was a good one. Because because they had that match at I believe it was in it was later that year with the whole Undertaker versus Edge at uh, SummerSlam with the Hell in a Cell. That that match at Mania was what started that entire feud. Mm-hmm. Where Undertaker, I believe it was his twenty. I think no, no, not twenty. It was like sixteenth or something victory at WrestleMania. Yeah, that just furthered his career and everything, and that made a big fridge because you know he went against the Undertaker, somebody who he beat for the World Heavyweight Championship at one point because of Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. It's it's really cool to see how WWE made that uh made that whole story pay off at the end later on in, in the year. Yeah. That's why I say go back and watch it. Well, what I love about Edge, too, is, like, he's one of those people where, like, when you first hear about that match, you're like, eh, Edge and Undertaker, like, how good is it going to But then they actually really delivered really well, so I thought they did a great job. So, um, yeah. I, I enjoy that. So, what else? Edge is one of those superstars that you love to hate. Yeah, I love Edge. He He can do no wrong, in my opinion. He had a great career, and I'm very glad that he came back this year. Unfortunately, he got injured and everything, but hopefully he comes back for another match. Who knows? We might see him, may not. We don't mm-hmm. know. I definitely hope he does, though. Oh, I he need like this is like he needs to come back because he. I'm telling you, he's gonna kick major ass when he comes back. Please, guy, that Royal Rumble come back. I don't know. I think it's been that time. That would probably be the third time he's come back in a Royal Rumble match after injury. Yeah, well. Because he had 2010 where he came back at number 30, and I believe he won the the, uh, the Rumble, I believe, at that number. Mm-hmm. At number 30. Yep. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, and then he came back last or this year for uh, number 21, I believe. He didn't win it, but he had the uh, match with Orton where 
or hit him with the uh, concerto and everything on the night after, which was really cool to watch. Mm-hmm. I thought they had a hell of a match, man. Like WrestleMania, that that was a pretty decent WrestleMania. Um, um, what was so you were you happy with the outcome of it, or did you think um, Edge should have won? Um, I like the fact that they had Edge win in the uh, last man standing match, mm-hmm. and it's okay that he lost the uh, the greatest wrestling match ever. But in my opinion, I feel they should have mismatched that one. Like yeah. they should have had the regular wrestling match first, and then the last man standing match. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't really make sense to have a stipulation match than a regular match. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's just weird to do that. But at the same time, it also was really cool to see. Yeah. Now, all we need is one more match between them to see who would win in the final match. Would it be Edge or would it be Orton? We don't know. We will see. So now, do you have any more matches? Well, there's a lot in history. Um, How many have you done so far? I I got one. Edge versus John Cena. I believe it was at, I believe it was at Armageddon 2005 in the TLC match. You're close. That was Unforgiven 06. But yes. Oh. But the only reason why I remember that was because that was the night that Trish Stratus um, retired. Supposedly. Yes, it was. But go ahead. No, you're fine. It's it's okay. Who cares? <laughs> hey, it's better to it's better to make mistakes than sometimes you know. But uh. The bet, I, reason I really think this was a good match was because you had John Cena versus Edge, and like Edge was the WWE champion at the time, and Cena had lost the belt to Edge at, mm-hmm. um, I believe it was New Year's Revolution or something like that. Yep. And he had to win the championship back from Edge to prove, you know, I'm not just going to let him stand there and keep my title and stand down to him. I'm going to regain my championship from him. Mm-hmm. And he did. And he proved that. He proved how tough he was in that match. I mean, he had Cena put Edge through two tables, which was really sick and unheard of at the time, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it, and also it was the first ever singles TLC match, too. That's very true. So it was, it was, and if you go back, um, there's, I think it's on the network. I think it's called, is it, un, I think it's called Untold. And it's John Cena and Edge talking about it. And John Cena revealed that he has a fear of heights. So, like, <laughs> he was, like, nervous to do the match and everything. But they kept going. And, like, they were talking about how, I guess, like, one of them might have gotten a concussion. But because of their adrenaline, they kept going. And But, yeah, that's definitely a good documentary to check out. It's on the network. It's untold. Edge and John Cena, they talk about their rivalry. Um and there's a funny I will definitely have to check that out after this. Though. There's a funny moment where um they discuss John Cena's inv- father's involvement. Um so yes, I remember that. Watch that and then we'll, we'll you'll let me know what you think afterwards cuz it, it is a funny moment. So okay, so you have a good day. I think you said 5 matches, right? I, I I said 4. I have one more match. Okay. I would yeah. Um, I would love to mention and I don't know, I guess I have a thing of The Undertaker. Undertaker versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania 32. That was a good one. In Hell in a Cell. Yeah. That was really awesome with Shane jumping off the top of Hell in a Cell. The, the moment, just watching him do it. 
was just irreal because you never saw anything like that besides the time Undertaker threw Mankind off there. You never really saw it coming, and it was just an awesome moment to watch. But Shane in that match really did great because at the time, he had just recently come back to WWE saying, I don't think, Vince, I don't think you're doing a great job. I think you are... I think this whole shit with Stephanie running the company is really bad, and I want to take over. And I I do remember there was a thing with a lockbox or whatever, which was really stupid. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was just like, if Shane wins, he gets control of Raw, which everybody wanted Shane to win. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, he didn't, which I think would have been cool if he did. But it makes yeah. sense that he didn't, because it is The Undertaker we're talking about here. But... Uh, I do love the way they also kind of got out of this. How, like Shane was doing anything that he could to win. Like he had to use bull cutters. He used anything at his disposal to win. Yeah, I remember feeling like you said, like torn because I wanted Shane to win, but then also I didn't want the Undertaker to lose again. So um, I, I basically. Um, I just sort of just was happy to to see the whole match and the drama of it all happen because um because it just I thought it was really good to see it. It looked like Shane died when he landed. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did look like he um something happened to him for sure because it did not look like a fun ride. It was like hell. But- but the, at the end of the match, when he was like securing the stretcher, when he was leaving, he gave a thumbs up. That was also really cool. Yeah, I I liked it too. Um, I thought it was a great match. Um, and because they just gave it their all, it was just very good. Um, and it it it's just great. It it was a good match. I enjoy we I enjoyed it as well. So those are your matches, which you had some great matches. Why don't you say them again quickly just so that people can check them out on the network? All right. So the first match uh, was John Cena versus CM Punk at uh, Money in the Bank 2011. Uh, Let's see. We also had Shane McMahon versus uh, Undertaker at WrestleMania 32. Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 10. Undertaker versus Edge at WrestleMania 24. And uh, what was the last one I said? You said, I think it was um, Undertaker versus Shane McMahon. No, I, I already said that. I said that one too. Uh, oh, gosh. You said. Oh, it was John Cena versus Edge at, in TLC. TLC, you're right. Yep, those were the good ones. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so those were those matches. Those were good. Um, I agree with those. I like those matches as well. So those were Dan's favorite matches. Make sure you check them out on the WWE Network. And now I am going to reveal my favorite matches. And like Dan said, this is a no order of, you know, which ones are good or not. This is just my favorite, some of my favorite matches. So this match comes from 2019 last year, the Royal Rumble Asuka taking on Becky Lynch for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I thought it was a very good match. Um, 
I I didn't really I first wasn't sure if they were gonna have a lot of chemistry together, but it was like such a back and forth match, a lot of drama in it. And they tried to do a second match this year, but it didn't really look too good compared to the first one. But if you want to see two great matches and understand why Becky Lynch and Asuka are top of the women's division, check out Royal Rumble 2019 because it's very good. Next, yeah. it, was, it was a very good match. I don't know. It, I, it definitely was because, I mean, what really I feel elevated that match was <laughs> – well, for for starters, she had an undefeated streak of, like a while ago, though unfortunately mm-hmm. that ended. But uh, she also had a great match with Charlotte at WrestleMania 34, which nobody really thought was going to be that good. Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't know about other people, but I didn't think it was going to be that good. But I mean, you also had that feeling with Becky Lynch, like you said, with Becky Lynch and Oscar at the same time. Mm-hmm. So. In in Asuka, I feel is a great competitor, and she can she can bring the best situation out of a shitty one mm-hmm. because she is a really good wrestler, and she always has been, and she's just really entertaining to watch. In a sense, you know. Yeah, she has like she has like a character, you know. She comes out with the mask and the long like robe, and you know, yeah. she. In this match, she played like she was good, but, um, you know, later on in the year, she ends up turning on everybody, but definitely check out that match. The next match is from No Way Out 2001, and it's the three stages of hell match. And it's oh, between Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Well, this is Stone Cold and Triple H. That oh, one came the year after. No, no, no. That was a good one, too. That was Armageddon 2002. But this one was very good because the storyline going into it was that Triple H hired Rikishi to run over Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that's why Stone Cold was out of you know business for a while. And then they go to Survivor Series and Stone Cold and Triple H. And Stone Cold uses a forklift because Triple H is in a car. And he, he used the forklift, and he kind of flipped the car. Mm-hmm. And, and so, killed him or something. Exactly. So that's November, and now they're in February, and they're gonna go at it in this match. And it was very good, very brutal, and it was just one of another good moment from the Attitude Era that a lot of people remember. So check that one out too. That's No Way Out, two thousand and one. Next, I have all the way back. It's actually the same pay-per-view, um, Dan, that you were talking about, WrestleMania 10. Um, Owen Hart versus Bret Hart. Yes, I, I forgot about that match, actually. I When I first saw it when I was younger, I really wasn't into it because I wasn't really so much of a submission fan. But as an adult and like knowing the story and understanding, I have a really good appreciation for it because they gave it their all and they didn't, it was the opening match, and they wanted to prove that Well, the story kind of behind it was the fact that Owen was kind of jealous of of, uh, Brett's success, because, Mm -hmm. I mean, technically Brett was the superior out of of him. Yeah, and he, you know, this is before he became King of the Ring, so, you know, what I liked about WWE at the time, and even watching Raw now, their storylines lasted for months, like, Owen Hart, the drama started with him and Bret Hart in, like, October. Well, no, actually in November. And then it lasted all the way to March. So they they kept the storylines up and going. 
And so, yeah, that's how it was back then. I really think that match also helped show how good Owen Hart was in the ring. Like, before, I feel he wasn't really used as much as he was after, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, he was He was a part of, like, a tag with Coco Beware, and then, you know, he once he turned heel, it sort of skyrocketed him to the top. Yeah, but it's a shame what happened to him. Yeah, it really it, is. it's sad that that happened. Yeah. So and, and the gimmick itself, like when when it did happen, just wasn't a gimmick to really be proud of to go out with. You <laughs> the know? blue blazer. Yeah. There's speaking of Owen Hart, quick before I say my next match. If you're a fan, there's a dark side of the ring. Have you ever watched that? I have watched that actually. Yes, I watched it on uh, Owen Hart. Yeah, but I was just gonna plug that one. Yeah, so that was a good one. I think you could find it on Hulu. They do a whole um. Well, if you have Amazon Fire Stick, they also put that on there, too. Oh, okay, cool. So Amazon Fire Stick, Hulu, I'm sure they have other places, too. Um, they have an episode dedicated to Owen Hart and, you know, his tragic death and all that good stuff. So not good yeah. stuff, but, you know, all of, it's a very good show for behind-the-scenes stuff. Okay. Um, next, I have a match from WrestleMania 17, uh, TLC 2. Yes. I really enjoyed this one when I was a kid because I just liked all the action, the tables, I was cheers, but I also liked how... Wait, was this the one where Edge speared Jeff Hardy when he was dangling from the uh, from the tile or whatever? Yeah, yeah, this is that match. And I liked that moment for sure, but I also liked how they had Spike, Dudley, Rhino, and Lita all come out and get involved. And I, it was different than their SummerSlam TLC match, and I enjoyed that. And I, that WrestleMania is just one of my favorites. So, but that match really stood out to me. And I definitely recommend watching that one. Yeah. TLC two, and then my final match actually comes from this year, Worlds Collide twenty twenty. I always talk about this one. I always praise this one. So I'm gonna say it again. Um, Imperium versus DI versus. Oh no, not DIY. I'm sorry. What am I saying? Imperium versus Undisputed Era. Um, it, it's a long match. I think it's like 30-something minutes. But each wrestler is able to prove like their ability. Imperium is like my favorite faction in NXT. Just the idea of like Walter. He's a huge dude. He's like kind of like just a mastodon basically. And Undisputed Era is a, one of my favorite factions too. So it was good to see those yeah. two. I didn't see the match because I'm not a big fan of NXT. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, I definitely do really like Undisputed Era. I, I always have liked Undisputed Era. They were one, they're definitely one of my favorite factions. You have to check this one out, I'm telling you. Even if you don't like NXT, just watch this match because it it, it was really, really – I, like, stood up and clapped. It was dramatic and extra, but I, I did it for this match. So I would check it out, though. I will say my match is quick again. Uh, Owen Hart versus Bret Hart, WrestleMania 10. Stone Cold versus Triple H, No Way Out, 2001. Becky Lynch versus Asuka, Royal Rumble, 2019. Imperium versus Undisputed Era, Worlds Collide, 2020. And then TLC2, WrestleMania 17. You can check these all out on the network. And if you want to hear Dan's again, you can rewind and listen. So um, I just want to talk about two new shows premiering um, next year in 2021. We have our greatest matches of 2020 
premiering on January 2nd. We're going to be going counting down the greatest matches of 2020. And you could hear that exclusively on Spotify, Anchor, Radio Public, CastBox, Google Podcasts, and many more. Also coming out, it was just revealed on YouTube. Subscribe to YouTube because you get bonus content like this. We revealed that the first um, female to be featured in Ladies of the Ring will be Trish Stratus. And that will premiere on January 20th, 2021, only on Spotify and other platforms. This show is going to be going over and highlighting Trisha's career and her best moments and sort of explain how she created this idea maybe of the women's evolution, how she paved the way. And then also Dan and I are going to be hosting a new show, The Attitude Era. And the first show will be on Judgment Day 1998. And that will premiere live on January 25th, 2021 on the Spotify and other platforms. And what's going to be good about this series is we are going to be covering every single Attitude Era pay-per-view from 1998 all the way to um, the end of 2001. Because that's when it technically ended. So our first one is Judgment Day 1998. And that will premiere on January 25th. So a lot of new shows coming your way so stay tuned for all that good stuff now right before we wrap up dan and i are going to go over our favorite moments from well like our one or two favorite moments from raw and smackdown exactly so you can start with smackdown december 25th well i'm pretty sure this is everybody's um, but I feel my favorite moment from SmackDown was when Kevin Owens called Roman Reigns a bitch. <laughs> yes, that that was a that was a very good moment. I feel a lot of people might remember that one for a while. I mean, it's really it, it was a really good moment because you know Kevin Owens was like mad and angry in the moment concerned the fact that he just got cheated out of a way of winning the universal title mm-hmm. Roman Reigns and, and it's just it's really funny to watch as well just watch him slam his head in the cage from from frustration yeah that that was that was a, a very I thought it was odd but I thought it was good when he was slamming his head against the cage mm-hmm. and for my favorite moment for Monday Night Raw uh, would probably be at the end of Monday Night Raw, where she, where it was Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss in, in the ring, where Alexa Bliss was crying, demanding Randy Orton set her on fire. I didn't like like the last minute of it, but my favorite moment was just like when when she was crying, like dousing the uh, gas on, her, like trying to put drama into the moment, which was really good because her acting was on point at that time, mm-hmm. and. And it was just really cool, like to watch how she's like, like how good the acting is of her. Because normally, you know, you don't like normally you see like fake tears, and everything. But the way she did it just looked real. Like she had real emotion going into it. Like she really cared about the feed. Yeah, Alexa Bliss is very good at what she does. So she definitely, definitely. delivered. Yep, those are good moments. So for me. My favorite moments from SmackDown, um, Big E winning the title. I know a lot of people will say that. That's kind of like the normal answer, I guess. But I just thought it was cool for him to win the title. I think he deserved it for sure. I'm just excited to see um, what's next for him. 
And then I also really enjoyed the women's tag team championship three-way match. Um, I thought there was a lot of good stuff going on in it, and I just enjoyed it really much, really good. I don't even know why I'm talking like this. Excuse me, people. I'm like really good. That's not even a really word. And I just said really word. That's not even a real word. I need to go to sleep, guys. I don't know what's happening to me. Okay, so then my favorite moment from Raw, December 28th, was also Alexa Bliss pouring gas, well, pouring gas on herself. I thought that was cool. It's pro- it, they say it's gas, but it was really kind of obvious it was water. Well, there might be children watching, Dan. <laughs> well, actually, they're not watching, no, well, they're mean, listening. You gotta say it's water because, I mean, if there are kids watching, then that's kind of concerning to them at the same time. Like, you know, it's. Just, well, he's supposed to be set on fire, and she was begging him to set her on fire. Like, I get it. It's PG and everything, but, like, is this really PG? I mean, mm-hmm. I get it. There's no custom, but is this really PG anymore? I mean, it's a little edgier than I than I use than I'm even used to. It. I don't really like the PG, but this is just getting insane. Listen, children, do not beg somebody to set you on fire because that Never doesn't do that. It's just storyline. It's not actually real. He's going to come back. He's not really dead. I think he's dead. I think he's in the mat. Didn't she say he was in the mat? Uh I don't know where she said. She think, wants oh, him Randy to Orton come back. Wow, that's the second time in his career he ever said someone was dead and they're in hell. Well, the hell is coming back for him. So yeah. that happened. <laughs> that's very true because if you remember the storyline with Rey Mysterio winning the Royal Rumble and the World Heavyweight Championship, Randy mm-hmm. Guerrero, Randy Orton claimed he wasn't in heaven because he was always pointing up in the heavens for it, for uh, Eddie. Mm-hmm. He said he was in hell. Mm-hmm. Which well, luckily, wasn't the best thing to say considering the fact that it was still pretty recent. Yeah, because he died like November, and this was in like February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It, yeah, I remember that. That that was a moment for sure. Uh, yeah. So, shit's gonna hit the fan pretty soon. Definitely. Um. Then my next favorite moment. Good. You want shit to hit the fan? Like you don't know whether people might like it or not. It's a good thing when that happens. Yes, exactly. And then my next favorite moment comes from uh, Raw Two when Xavier Woods and his eight man tag match paid tribute to John Huber with the Luke Harper clothesline where he did the mustache and he did the clothesline and I thought it was very cool that he did that and you know I enjoyed seeing that too. So. Those were the moments that stood out to me from Raw and SmackDown. So, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, guys. It's the end. 2021 is a lot better than what this year was. I know. I hope that we have a lot of more uh, fun times, a lot of more uh, healthy times and safe times, but also some good matches coming up soon. And hopefully this year, the storylines will, this upcoming year, the storylines will be better and Hopefully the fans will come back. The fans will come back. I'm hoping for that too. I'm hoping for a lot of things. So have yeah. a good New Year's. Be safe. Don't you drink and drive. Year, guys. Yep. Don't drink and drive. Do all the good things. And like Dan said, we will see you next year. And have a nice and happy New Year's. See you soon.